What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Busy Sticks, the Geeka versus all video game talk show. We've got lots on the plate today. No pie, but we've got God of War Ragnarok review scores. They are coming in hot. Uh, Sony Santa Monica has struck lightning twice here. We've got PSVR 2 pricing and pre-order details. Bendy and the Dark Revival, as well as the Last of Us HBO date that was leaked and then confirmed. Lots of good stuff there. I'm Josiah Leroy with me today, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick. Howdy. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Talk video games. You look great. You I look great. I disagree, but I'll take it. I don't. I don't. I don't like the way I look. I, I, I shaved for a Halloween costume. It's you know. It's always always the biggest mistake that us men make around Halloween time. But hey, I did it. I'm back already. It's already. It's already making its way. For oh, first two points. Um, what I think about your appearance is definitely more important. You look great. Okay. Second point. of all, agreed. Uh, with facial hair. Listen, I made a great mistake last year. We had this live charity stream thing. I had this big beard, Duck Dynasty kind of, ZZ Top. It was gone in front That's of true. everyone. That know? is true. I did. Uh, I partook in that. You did. Also with us today, joining the cast, Mr. Tim Talbot. Tim, how are you feeling tonight? Feeling good. Feeling good. I'm ready. Ready? Got, ready some, talk. got some coffee and beer? Yeah, coffee and beer. It's the magic combo. Not mixed together. Separate. Mm. Maybe a mix. Who knows? We'll see how the night goes. Eli Fish is doing a, a coffee beer, I believe. I just saw. I say coffee beer, like you know, it's a stout. But anyway, I digress. We love video games here at the Geekiverse. We love beer. We love hockey. John's got his beautiful twenty-six shirts, Buffalo Sabers, Goathead T-shirt on. I am not wearing the same T-shirt. I had a hunch. John thought we were going to be wearing the same one, but I did wear it last episode. Uh, anyway, you can check out more merchandise like that at twenty-sixshirts.com. So. We always like to talk about what's in our system, what video games we are playing. But how about what's about to be in our system? What what do we got on the beverage pellet tonight, John? I know you're ready to go. What what do you got here? Always ready to talk about what's about to be in my system. Uh, this is this is a special one for me. So this is a uh, new brewery that is very close to me. It is literally walking distance. It's about a six minute walk from my house. It's called Steel Leaf Brewing. Um, it is it is the first thing they've canned, and it is called the Count. Perfect for Ooh. Halloween. I got this four pack last week. I made sure I saved one for Halloween. Got a couple left. Uh, it is a brown ale with uh, cocoa, vanilla, and marshmallow. It is delicious. It's so good. Um, man, this brewery has been blowing me away. Like you go to sometimes you go to a new brewery and it's like, okay, I can tell they're new. Like the the beer's a little watered down. Like I'm not really getting much of you know the flavors they're talking about. The IPAs are a little gummy. Sometimes that happens. It's a little weird. Um, go to Steel Leaf. Anything that they've that that comes off their menu, it's like. I know these guys have make, been making beer for decades, and they have been. They've been they've been doing homebrew and they've been doing competitions long before they opened their brick and mortar, and it shows they're so so good. Just really Dude, quick, yeah, on the count so that the the brand. Yeah. My favorite part about uh, Halloween is that little bad boy. Count on, Chocula. Uh, I've always been more of a blueberry person, uh, but I respect the Count Chocula. I love Count Chocula. I respect my the Count Chocula. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not arguing pumpkin pie versus apple pie blueberry. like I would, but I love blueberry. Yeah, blueberry is good. Just had to say so, that because you know. Yeah. No, Steely really has been doing great things and and relatively new in our area. Uh, they they had a great strawberry shortcake IPA. There was another. They had a sour on the tap. peach cobbler uh, sour. Was, my wife was like, we were we were going there 
way too often because she couldn't stop craving. Like it was, it's it's so good. It's, it's, it's killer. Courtney, it was really good. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, there's something else I tried. I don't recall, but they they they, yeah, they just put it. out a new uh, a new IPA called Teddy, and it's like one of the best IPAs I've had this year. Like they're just crushing stuff, dude. They're they're really really killing it. And like I like I said, they're they're like stupid close to me. I can walk over there. It's right by Dave and Adams. Um, yeah, and like I've just you know made friends with a lot of the bartenders and even the owners. Like chatted me up a few times. Like it's a it's a cool place. That's cool. Yeah. It really is. Uh, can't wait till they they really hit their stride. They're they're already doing well. They got a great head start. Um, for me, I want to jump in real quick. For uh, my beer is on brand as well. We just had Halloween. I saved one of these very kind of seasonal. I had wanted to try this since it came out, and I just I I, I love the pun we got going on here. So it sour ales from the crypt. It is a sour. Twelve Gates. I feel like is underrated when it comes to some of the sours that they have produced over the last few years. Uh, so what this one is, it's fruit sour, 6%, tart apples not pumpkins. with a hint of cinnamon, not your Granny Smith's apple pie. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, this one, I it was really painful for me to save this can because ah. I really, really enjoyed the sour. Uh, it is a good balance, I would say, where it, it's got a good full flavor, yet it's got a, a kind of a kind of a lightness to it so so far so good with anything i've i've had from sours from 12 gates tim what do you got going on oh so really quick when you brought up the pumpkin thing pumpkin only belongs in a pie nowhere else yeah just for the record I love that is my take on pumpkin or discourse here i love pumpkin oh. everything baby anyways so you know when you just like you get on the podcast and the last time i think we had a lot of fun and sometimes you just know you're on the same wavelength I also have a Halloween-themed beer. What? Three for three, baby. It is uh, Go Ahead Punk Make Me ha- Make My Haze by Prison, Prison City Brewing uh, in Auburn, New York. So yeah. I had one of these. What did I have them? Actually, on the, my Halloween party. Awesome. So I had this and that. I actually got another one of those uh, bath bomb. Yeah, and it was like an orange whatever, and it's really good. But I was like, you know, I'm in an IPA mood today. So, awesome. Yeah. What are the chances? Well, Halloween beers. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Fellas, Cheers. I didn't grab a can, a can yet, so you got a can though. It's all right. Cheers. Or, okay. Sorry, can't talk today. God. Well, we, I gotta stop ripping on Tim. It's not fair. No, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. We all turn the corner. I'll never be Everybody seen has again. those days. I'm gonna pull a Josiah Leroy and just hop out of the disc. <laughs> what are you talking? Just kidding. So <clears throat> the fan going in the background. I'm like, oh, frozen. <laughs> Lindy jumps by. <laughs> no, no, Lindy. Um. Show and tell. So I do have something before we go into what's in your system. So I found these um, recently. <laughs> what we got here? Really cool. Um, they're all different, but I'll show you my favorite one. These glasses. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you stole my glasses. <laughs> so that's C-3PO. You can't really see it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> oh. What a you show know, and tell. That's so good. So, well, I, I, got I, I now know, know how much John liked his gift. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even remember where I got them, but I just found them. So, Joe, you know. Joe, I bought those for you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I just sorry. pretended they were a gift for John. I, I couldn't remember, but, you know, I was... <laughs> so, so these are actually John's. Uh, it was a belated <laughs> birthday gift. It only belated because we hadn't seen each other, but Tim got it for John. We had uh, our first ever recording of the Geekiverse podcast. There's a stormtrooper saying, blast them. 
And uh, these are awesome, by the way. I really can't wait to dig into them. I should have poured one. <laughs> you should have poured, poured I really that. screwed it up. <laughs> that would have been good. But uh, I was going to text John and be like, hey, thanks for leaving these behind, buddy. But I, then I was like, nope, I got to I literally asked you if I left anything. I'm like, I, do I have everything? Am I good to go? <laughs> you said nothing. I thought you did. I See, I could see me lying to you and being <laughs> like, I want those Star Wars glasses. But I legitimately thought you did. Uh, and, uh, dang it. I need to get those back. I'm really curious I was holding it hostage because like of the beer you took. Yeah, What'd it's you say? up to see the the drawing on it. I'm curious what it looks like with an IPA in there. So Joe, maybe you wanna. Yeah, that, I'm excited for that because I have I have other yeah. glasses. Like I have a Last of Us glass that looks awesome when empty and only good with water. But if you put um, like any any beer in it, you can't see the design. I think that's going to be the, the exact opposite, where like the design will pop. Yeah, it's like custom. It's like engraved into the glass, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that looks good. That is cool. Those are sweet. I need, yeah, I need those back. I'm gonna need those back. I am gonna get so much use out of these. It's great. <laughs> for for the next week that you. All right, Joe, pour it in the next glass. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dirty. When I, I don't even wash them when I get back. No, no you just give them back. You nah. put the you put the protective case back on there. You know what? Be a, just keep, be an animal. Just keep them dirty. I've seen what I've seen what Lauren does to glasses. I'll just keep them dirty. I'll wash them. Dude, <laughs> if if they make it to the next time I see you, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it might so my other play i'm so sorry if you're listening to the podcast version of this by the way you're missing out check it out youtube.com slash the geekiverse but uh i thought so my other play other than show and tell was to have them on the shelf behind me nice that would be good um, that would have been good i didn't want you to see them too early so that's that that was good that's good tim <laughs> really good at gift giving <laughs> you are tim thank you for that hey joe you're, you're two for two on gifts that i given have given you oh man i'm just doing so good all right, now what's in your system? What games have we been playing, John? What have you been playing, dude? The, okay, there's a couple answers. There's a couple answers I got plenty to talk about, but there's only one answer. Marvel Snap, dude. Marvel Snap. I cannot. What a name! I cannot believe. I heard about Marvel Snap. It's a mobile game. People are talking about it's a mobile game. Whatever. I don't. I don't, I don't care. I'm not gonna download this. Everybody I follow in the video game industry is talking about Marvel Snap. They're they're and they're speaking highly of it. They're like, this is actually a really good game. I'm like, okay, interesting. It's Marvel. It's a game. I need time to kill. I, I got to kill time sometimes with my phone. I don't always have the Switch or the Steam Deck with me. Like I haven't played a mobile game in forever. Last last mobile game I played, I literally don't even know. Maybe like Fallout Shelter years ago. Last time I was into a mobile game. Like it's been so long. So I'm like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Marvel Snap is so good. So if you're not familiar with it, it's a card game, but don't let that throw you off either. If you're not into card games, it is it is quick, it is action-packed. It's basically like a there's three zones and you have to use your heroes to control the zones. Like a certain hero may be worth certain power, so like, you know, say Iron Man's worth X amount of power, but Hawkeye's worth, you know, whatever. You have to you have to put your your heroes down. They all have different abilities and you learn you learn to use those together and you learn to like build, you know, th- like you know, very uh, like thematic decks and stuff like that. Um, it, it's it's a super basic game, and they have an awesome tutorial, and it's as deep as you want it to be. Like the 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 card combinations and like the 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 way you can use different cards, endless possibilities. But it can be super basic too. You can literally just make a deck of cards just with your favorite characters. I'm running a deck just based awesome. on the the Guardians of the Galaxy right now, just because I love those characters. Um, the all of the cards unlocking new characters totally free. Play the game, you will unlock new cards. You will unlock new characters. All of the monetization is tied into um, cosmetics. So you can get different variants of those cards. 
So you can get cool pixel art versions. You can get like art done by different comic book artists. Like there's some really, really cool ones out there. And you also do, you also do win currency by just by playing for free. So I've already bought two different variants. I got a really cool Groot variant and a really cool Star-Lord variant. I didn't pay for either of them. I I got that through in-game currency. Um, I did pay 10 bucks for like the season battle pass, which is all like Spider-Man, Miles Morales content. Again, all just cosmetic. I, I can't I can't recommend Marvel Snap enough. It is a really, really cool like way to interact with Marvel superheroes. It's teaching me more about like heroes I'm not familiar with. Um it's like giving me a little bit like a background on like the powers they use. I'm telling you, if you got a phone and you're looking for something to do, like Marvel Snap is no joke, a really good game. So John, <clears throat> I read up on this because you were talking about it. A lot of people have been talking about it, but in our chat and it didn't appeal to me when I went and looked it up. And it, I was it, reading yeah. about it, and I'm, I feel like maybe that's common, though. Like, I, you know, like I, I read it, and I'm like, I don't feel like that's up my alley. It, it, and it's not up mine either. I, I, I don't think naturally. I guess, like, I mean, I, I've played card games in the past, I guess, like, so I, I do have, like, a little bit of experience with that, but nothing that, like, I really pursue in that, like, I don't play Hearthstone. I don't play Gwent and stuff like that. Um, this is made, actually, by the, the creators of Hearthstone. So if you're, like, interested in, like, the quality behind the card game, one of the most popular card games ever is the, you know, the makers of this. But it's just such a simple experience, and they do such a good job with presentation. Um I like the mar- just let the Marvel part be enough to suck you in. So like just try it out just for the Marvel branding alone and for like the Marvel spin on it. Try it out for that and you will you will really get some enjoyment out of that. Even like the tutorial has some awesome dialogue with like Nick Fury and like Agatha Harkness. Like there's some really really cool mm-hmm. stuff there. Um try it out based on that alone and I almost guarantee you'll get hooked on the gameplay and you'll really enjoy it. I can see that happening as well. I'm nervous. Uh, so you would say that that's a game that people need to dive into if they care about a game of the year discussion, right? Like to have it under their belt to see uh, if they played it. It's that's a tough. Like I joke about that. Like I like God of War Ragnarok's coming out. Like I, I've made. Sure. It, I've made people talk about it, man. I've made the joke like, oh, God of War has to worry about Marvel Snap. I don't know if it's deep enough and like has enough substance for me to actually have that kind of a conversation. Um, I don't know. I, it, it's such a that's such an interesting and layered conversation. What does game of the year mean? How much does value mean? How much does story mean? Like how this this is a good time killer, but man, I do get invested. I do sit there and look at my cards and like think about how I want to build my deck, and I do have a blast when like I'm down by a bunch and I have like a really clever play to put some cards in the right spots and things that go in my favor, and I feel super rewarded sometimes. So like, I don't I don't know if I could go as far to say that, but. It it's close. Like the fact that I have to even think about it should say a lot, right? Yeah. Well, that that we're talking about it, that it's in the conversation for you, says a lot. Um, we know Elden Ring is a huge candidate. We know uh, Ragnarok is clearly, uh, well, as we'll get into, doing very well from a critic standpoint. But Marvel Snap, man, that is a dark horse that came out I, of nowhere. I will be. I I'll tell you this. Other than Fortnite, which is like always my pick up and play play a few games almost every day sometimes i don't whatever but like i put a lot of time into fortnite because i just play it so often like it, it's just a constant in my life other than fortnite marvel snap will probably be the game that i have the most play time with by the end of the year that's crazy i'm nervous i can't i'm nervous to, to download it because it's dangerous the first the, the first three it's days there. and it's like oh i have a couple extra minutes and it's just when you play games like that time just kind of like it evaporates away. bro 
I don't and even you're like. Oh shit! I've been playing it for two hours. It, that's the last thing I need for my work. Yeah. Snaps away, guys. Okay, I'll, I'll. This is this is a this is a circle of trust, right? We're all we're all friends here. There's no, no it is not the circle of trust. I've been betrayed too many times. <laughs> you have. You it have. It is not the right. circle of trust. The insomniac. <laughs> you right, guys well, are outside of my circle right now. Okay. So whatever. I'm expanding mine for the moment. The the <laughs> first about the first day that I really was into this game, I checked my screen time, the iOS screen oh, time. Oh God. I put eight hours and twenty one minutes in wow. in a day, in a day. Did you play anything else or just that? I don't remember that day, Tim. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, a lot. No, that's all I played. That's horrible that's all I played. I can't do yeah. it, dude. I was, I was. That was a night. I was literally up till three in the morning. Like I, my 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 buddy, my my good friend that I work with, uh, Aaron Weaver. Him and I downloaded at the same time. We've both been addicted together. And I came into work the next day. It happened to be a week when I was in office. I'm like, dude. I'm shot. I was up till three o'clock playing Marvel Snap, like in bed. I, I, I laid down, and went to bed, probably like, I don't know, eleven o'clock, whatever. I was up till three o'clock playing that game. That was that day that I put eight hours in, or whatever it was. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, Marvel Snap. I can't recommend it enough. It's such a fun game. It's so well made. It's 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 one of those like I, I mentioned Fortnite already. It's free to play done right. Like none of the none of the features of the game are, are locked behind a paywall. You can download this game, just play it, have fun, and you will unlock new cards. You will eventually unlock Iron Man and Spider Man Miles Morales, and you'll get some variants and stuff like that. You'll feel rewarded without having to pay money. But if you like it enough where you want to throw a few bucks at it, awesome! It's a free game. Why not? So I, I recommend it. Um, also, I that's not, somehow with the, the time I've been playing in that, it's not the only thing I've been playing. Uh, but there is a theme. Everything that I've been playing right now is handheld. Um, I've been playing mm. Persona 5 on the Switch. So that is a huge thing for me. Persona 5 is out. Persona 5 Royal, actually. Um, that came out last week, two weeks ago. I don't know. Time is time is a construct. Um, but I, I've been enjoying that. I've always said, like, Persona... Persona is a, a, a franchise that means a lot to me. Like, Persona 4 Golden is one of my favorite games of all time. It's, like, on my short list of, like, maybe top 10 games of all time. And so per- Persona 5 comes out. So excited. Can't wait to play it on the PlayStation. There was just something not right for me sitting down in front of my TV on the big screen with a controller and not being able to just lock my screen like I could on my PlayStation Vita with Persona 4 Golden and just chip away. Persona, it is segmented into days. If you're not familiar with Persona, it's a a JRPG, but every day you're, you're doing something different. You can choose how you want to spend your day. And like those days can take just like... 30 seconds to two minutes. So with a handheld, I can just knock out a few days, lock it, set it down, and feel like I accomplished something. And I felt like when I was playing Persona 5 on my PlayStation, I had to really commit time, like sit down and spend a few hours to make to, like feel like I was doing something in the game. Um, so it's finally it's finally on portables. It's on the Switch. It's on Steam Deck. I opted for the, the Switch version, even though I have the Steam Deck now because I can't pass up. Persona is a very stylish and colorful game. I can't pass up that OLED display. I think it's yeah, you're right. You, you, you. Yeah, so VR Steam Share Library, I do have it on 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 Steam Deck as well. But I'm putting my time on 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 the Switch um, because it's just gorgeous. It's it doesn't look as good like texture wise and resolution wise as it does in the Steam Deck, but it's nothing bad. It's totally playable. Fr- frame rate is a, a a fluid thirty, which is totally fine for like a visual novel turn based style game. Um, yeah. Persona Five Royal. I'm going to be talking about that for a while because it's going to take me a long time. I'm just chipping away at it slowly. For sure. Yeah, good, good call on the, the OLED for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's pretty vibrant. It's beautiful. Uh, I have one more. Well, last last one, also handheld. I've been playing. We, we talked about it. You held me to it. I started RE7. So I'm playing RE7 on the Switch. Um, I'm maybe three hours into it. I'm out of the main house. I've, I I got out of like the house, and I'm in like the courtyard. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's I like that the best. Like, yeah. It's, uh... 
So I finally got out of the house, got my shotgun. I, I, I found the three dog heads. I got out of the house. I was very tempted to look up guides a few times because I was getting a little like the shotgun stuff. I'm like, I know the f- last time I played RE7, I, I figured out the shotgun thing. How did I like, what did I put there? And I finally figured it out without having to look up a guide. So I felt good about that. Um, I will say like, I'm a little... I'm a little unsure about going back to it because now that Halloween's over, like my spirit changes so quickly. Like I'm so like, I don't, I'm not going to watch a scary movie tonight because it's November now. And I kind of feel that way about games too. It's like, I'm not feeling spooky anymore. It's November. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to commit to it. I'm going to try to hop back in and, and keep going. So I got a quick question for you guys. We're on the topic of guides. What are your takes on guides? I'm so torn. Sometimes, sometimes you I'm like, use them. Like if you get stuck, you're like, oh, every once in, like, every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Give it. It, yeah, it, that that's where I'm torn with. Like, so, so like Ari Seven, I was close to doing it, but I'm like, I know I can do this, and I, I just don't feel like putting 30 hours into this game that should take me 12 hours. So like, should I just look up a guide? And I didn't end up doing it because I figured it out. But there's games like, um, what was the like Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening when that came to the Switch? I'm like. Yo, these dungeons are next level. I, I had to look up some stuff for that game. Like there, there's games where I'm just like, I'm not sinking in 30 hours into a game that I know that I can beat in 10, right? So like sometimes I do, sometimes I don't feel like I should. I, I'm so I'm so back or forth on that topic. So that's what that's my thought process is one of two things. It depends on the game where how much do I like it? How much time do I really want to spend into it? Am I like if it's Jedi Fallen Order and I'm looking for all the I'm going back to all the planets. I'm trying to 100% this, find all the uh, crystals, etc. I I typically am just going to try to do that on my own because I like doing that and spending oh, time e- in that world. I don't care how long it is. Even if it's like, even if you're going back for like a platinum, even if you've already completed the main game, you're just going to go back and explore naturally. If I love the game, got it. So I- like Star Wars, I do. Okay, and. I will say past that, if I spend too much time, it could even be Star Wars. If I'm just like not making headway, I'm not going to just waste time and look forever because time, you know, my gaming time feels a lot different nowadays and I want to I get something done so I can get on to the next thing. If I don't love a game and I screw up a few times or I'm just not finding what I need, but I still want to get through the game, I'm absolutely looking it up because... I want to keep going. Yeah. You know, I, I want to get on to the next thing and I still want to experience the game, I w- but it, it's usually not a first resort for me. Like I, right. I make myself put in some effort. Right. I will. I'm, I know. I, I know we're going to go with that. I'm just going to hop in real quick. Yeah. I, I will say that like if, when it comes to platinuming and like trophy hunting, if I've already beaten the game, I am 100% using a guide. Like I am like that. That's, that's my plan. Like I'm, I beat the game. I experienced the story. I explored what I wanted to explore during my playthrough. If I just want those trophies, Oh my God, I have, I have a YouTube video up the whole time. Like I am not. Yeah. I often will. More often than not, that's what I do. Or like PlayStation Hints does this really well with PlayStation I, Plus. I, I did do the, I did that with The Last of Us Part 1 a little bit. Those were pretty good. Oh, that was the best. Yeah. They did those so well. Or like Ratchet and Clank was a good example of that as well. Rift Apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always doing that. Like to me, I care more about getting the trophy on these kind of meaningless tasks than doing that. Or like even like Life is Strange True Colors, John. I was like, yeah, I've done what I wanted to do. So when I was going back to specific chapters, instead of just going through everything, I was like, just tell me where this is. And then I went and got it. Right. And yeah, Tim, I, uh, I, I, I predict you're the I'm exact anti-guy. opposite. Yeah, I know you are. I will literally sit at a game for hours. So there's this part on, uh, uh, there's this, it was on the, I think it was on the Switch. No, it was not on the GameCube, Joe. Trust me, I know this one. Um, the, was it Link's Awakening? Like the remastered? Yeah, that's what like, I was talking re- about. I was stuck at the same spot 
for eight hours and I would not look up a Bro. guide. I finally figured it out. And I'm like, See, that's crazy. I will not use a guide. Like, if so, I'm some of you guys in the sense, like, if I beat the game, all bets are off. Like, you can go to the guide, like, you're done. Like, but if there's a spot in the story that requires you to want to use a guide, I will not. I would rather put down the game and never play it again. Oh, no. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I just won't do it. That. I just, so, I, so I, you're growing up, like, I played PlayStation and you didn't have access to the guide. So, that's you really paper out. guides. I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I ain't getting no paper guide. I, I, I don't have internet. I understand that. I understand that perspective though, because that is the conflict I have when I'm playing a story game and I'm like, dang dude, do I really want to use a guide? Cause I do, I do have a little sense of like, ah, did I really, did I really accomplish this? And it's so stupid. It's, it means like, it's so arbitrary. Like it, it's just that internal monologue. It's like, Ooh, did I really accomplish this if I use a guide? But then I quickly get over it. I'm like, yeah, I'm still playing the game. I'm still having freaking fun. It, it's, it's a video game. It kind of ties in to the next thing we're probably going to talk about is God of War, because when I played God of War, I wanted to get all the Valkyrie, um, kill all the Valkyries so I could fight like the queen Valkyrie. And I found the queen Valkyrie. I got all like the, I got four or five of the different masks thinking like, Oh, I cleared all the dungeons. I should be able to do it. And there's like two or three missing. I was like, oh shit. Right. So like I had to just go and explore. Like I didn't want to look it up. I just wanted to use a natural, like I'll go look at all the areas I haven't gone to yet and explore them and try to find out where I missed it. Right. Like I did not want to use a guide because I thought it was like, it uh, It doesn't feel as rewarding. Another caveat, I will not, I will not use a guide if it's a game that I absolutely like. Up my, if it's like up my wheelhouse yeah. and it's like one of my most anticipated games, I'm not using a guide on The Last of Us. I'm not using a guide on God of War. I'm not using a guide on Horizon. Like those are the games where I'm like, okay, yeah. Like the I've been waiting all year for these games. Like I'm gonna put in the time to figure it out. But at the same time, those aren't games that are really tricky. More, you know, the, the Zelda games are. Those are the ones where it's like, okay, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan in the world. I don't need this badge of honor to know that I beat this Zelda game like completely raw without any help. I'm freaking using the guide. John, that I think that is exactly how I was describing Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I love that universe and want to spend time in it. I don't care if I spend eighty hours in it instead of you know forty. Let's say, um, I'm totally with you there. Uh, that is a game I hundred percented without a guide. That's insane. That's why that's how much I loved it. Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Obsessed. I collectibles obsessed. and stuff like that. that, that and I, I did it all before I, the I, final boss. So that the seems final so boss is easy. That seems like, so dangerous. That's crazy. Hours. So I. I think I did it without a guide, but I definitely didn't do it before the final boss because we talked about this back when yeah. the game came out on the show. I like, listened to it because I was so I loved the game so much. I was like, I gotta listen to what they did. It it was well, thank you, but it was it was bad. Like, yeah, I the show I was, was shit, but you know, I was under no. The show was great actually. It was better take, than the game. Take, I don't believe you. You got all the Korok seeds without a, without a guide. No I way. don't believe you. Nine hundred Korok seeds. Oh man, Mike was stuck. If it, I don't know if the number is nine hundred or not. I think it's nine hundred, but he was stuck. Say it was at eight ninety nine forever, like literally one away. It was insane, and he finally figured it out. Dude, so yeah, Admiral Norman, I totally agree. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. he says he has three small kids. By the time they go to sleep, games are no story, only difficulty. That's totally fair. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. As a fellow dad, it's uh, it's a love hate now with the. The time crunching some games. Luckily, I'm pretty quick at figuring the stuff out. But every once in a while, you come across that thing, and it's just like, yeah, shit. I'm not even. Yeah. Like I played Tunic, and Tunic was fun because there's just so much hidden stuff. And J Mac was watching me play because I think I streamed it. I think I streamed on the Geekiverse page, maybe. And he was saying like, I just have a knack for finding secrets. I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah, that's huge. So, uh, Tim, what have you been playing? I have been playing. So I, I had a three games that I've kind of went through a cycle with. I beat Village, which we talked about, which was awesome. And I may dive into the DLC because it looks awesome. And I don't really do that with games. So my my so. buddy Rob uh, 
big Resident Evil fan. And, uh, you know, same thing, going for the Platinums on all of these. Beats out. He, he did a speed run of Village in like two hours, 53 minutes, which I thought was pretty Damn. good. Um, he did the DLC and loved it. Uh, like, was all about it. So if you love Village, you're going to love the DLC is what I'm hearing. And a big thing for me is it seems like it's a continuation of the end, which I love when DLC does that. Same. That'll, that'll be a reason I go in. I don't want to see more about the game. I don't need to go to a different new area in the game to do something. Like, like the story's watch. over. Show me something new. And that's what it does. Um, and then I played and beat God of War, finally. Um, I wanted to beat it a good amount of time before the new one came out, so I didn't get like the fatigue like I did with Horizon. I grinded Horizon, beat it. The new one came out, and I was like... The game has very similar mechanics. Like I just can't. I'll burn out so quick. That after was playing that, that was my fear with with replaying Ragnarok or replaying God of War. I'm, oh. like, I'm not doing it. I'm just gonna watch a YouTube video to to catch the me up. Like so War. similar. Yeah, I like. I just don't. I want. I want that experience to feel so fresh. I don't want to touch God of War until it's Ragnarok. Yeah, and I'm. About, I'm. And currently, I'm playing near Replicant. I'm about. I would say halfway through. I'm on the struggle bus a little bit because I've. Someone in my chat had told me that in order to get like the true end, there's different endings, which most near games do. Um, you need to complete all the side quests. So I'm like, the side quests are long. Like you have to grind for money. <sighs> and I'm like, this may be one I, I pop on my Steam Deck and play a little bit. You know, See, that's another fun like, evergreen and, topic. Like you'll put in the work to get uh, the, tr- the true ending and stuff like that. My, I, if I if I know that's the case, I'm like, nah. Like Persona, great example. Like playing Persona Four Golden, I knew I was not on track. Or the proper ending. I'm like, I don't care. I'll just freaking go on YouTube and watch the proper ending. I'm gonna play the oh, game. I'm I just gonna experience sure. the experience that I get. I'm gonna see the ending that I get. There's a bunch for Persona. I'll just go on YouTube and watch the good one. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but I'm playing here. That's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it's like when you play a, a story-based game, relatively linear. You get the story, but they're like, "Hey, here's a, a variation of the story with like two extra scenes." You know, right. One big game that comes to mind is Resident Evil Two. Remake. Re two, exactly. Just yeah. watch the video on it. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> Tim Tim's about to quit. He's so bad. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew Whatever, it was coming. man. Whatever. That's so, so funny. <laughs> For me, the only game that I've been playing and it's been sporadic has been uh, A Plague Tale Innocence, about six chapters in, still loving that story. Uh, I said on the Geekiverse podcast that the mechanics were, there's not a lot of mechanics, but what they do, they do really well. Well, I got to say, I'm six chapters in-ish. They they are layering in more things and more dynamics, and it's really well done. It's got a strong foundation, kind of lets you get good at some of those stealth mechanics. Not that they're hard. But it's one hit and you're dead. Like you can't fight back if you get discovered in 90% of this game. So you really have to kind of plan your routes, plan what you're doing. And the story kind of surrounds that. So far, I'm really impressed. And that's a a game that I am going to finish. A game I think I could see myself platinuming as well, because it doesn't look like it's super difficult. looks maybe like along the lines of True Colors, where you just got to go back and hit some of those chapter collectibles once you're done. Is is that a game I'll, I'll pick up when... Yeah, I have nothing else to play. Plague Tale's yeah. been on my radar for a while. Is that? Do I have that with PlayStation? Do I own that? Yep. Okay. Uh, I probably don't. I don't know if I got it. Game in like summer twenty one. Got it. I'm so, sure. Maybe. I'm sure I redeemed it. Um, Trevor yeah. Worth's big fan of that game. He liked the first one a lot. I don't know if he's picked up the second one yet, but uh, it's supposed to be sweet. Tank Tank says Game Pass as well. I actually do not have Game Pass right now. I I have let my yeah I've, I've let my Game Pass lapse. It's I was like. I got my email that it's going to be renewing. I think I was riding like a, a stretch of like 
six or 12 months that I prepaid for because of a sale. And I just didn't touch my Xbox over that entire period. Like the last Game Pass game I played, like actually sat down and played the whole thing was freaking Halo Infinite, man. So that is crazy. Same thing. I've let this lapse. And I said on the show too, it's the first time between Game Pass or Gold that I've let it expire since 2007. So end of an era, at least for now for me. But Halo Infinite, Forza, we were all about the Xbox Series X at that time. And then... I think Horizon came out. That was probably it. And then I, I played uh, TMNT with Daisy for a bit when that came out, but I haven't played much. Yeah, there's there's a couple of games that I, I, I hopped into. Like I hopped into Tunic when that came out. I hopped uh, back into Guardians of the Galaxy when that came out on uh, Game Pass. Like I've revisited games a few times just to mess around. Like I messed around a little bit, but it right now it has been so long since I played a game on Xbox. I think it would feel foreign for me to hold an Xbox controller. I think I think I would need some like time to readjust because I have not touched one in forever. You know, you need something like the Dual Sense, and I need a new one. And by the way, I'm getting one next week when that Ragnarok. You don't have one, just always right next to you on the wall, because <laughs> I do. No, <laughs> I'm not like you. I got my headset, but nice. I don't have that. So, uh, yeah, a Plague Tale. Anyway, I definitely recommend it. A very accessible game. It's on, like we said, Game Pass, PS Plus. If you were able to to redeem that last year, so definitely recommend it. That's been it for me. Um, I've been kind of biding my time. Uh, we'll get into the news here because it leads right into it. We're five days away from God of War Ragnarok. Now, guys, we knew these scores were probably going to fare very well. This was a highly lauded game. The 2018 game, that kind of the soft reboot of this franchise under Cory Barlog, it did very well. Tens almost across the board. Very well from a critical and commercial standpoint. 94 on Metacritic, game- the uh, 2018 God of War, 94. Well, as it stands at this point in time right now, Ragnarok also has a 94. <sighs> so kind of crazy. So, so sick. I, I, like I said, I thought we would get the embargo is lifted on the review scores for this. They flooded in today. For me, I was like, hey, don't try to outdo what you did last game. Just try to maintain. And for me, maintaining was still eight or nine out of 10 if we put it into a, a numeric scale. We're seeing a lot of tens here, folks. This is kind of crazy. Let me ask you guys: Is it a surprise to you that it's doing this well, no. John? I, I, this well, I would say slightly yes. I think my expectations were a little bit more in line with yours, where it's like, and not even that I thought the game would drop off in quality. I just thought like it would just probably continue to, you know, it, it would just be God of War 2018 Part Two, the sequel to that game, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. We just saw that this year with a, a, a Sony first party studio i think the perfect example is horizon zero dawn or for horizon forbidden west it was more horizon it was awesome like if you like horizon of course you're gonna love forbidden west it's freaking great it's a great game but it's more horizon so to me someone who loves zero dawn this this didn't knock my socks off it was just more horizon and i was totally okay with that i i was sort of expecting to see some reviews kind of be in that more eight to nine range because of because of what i'm describing here it's like all right yeah it, it's it's just more god of war which is again a great thing but they're not reinventing the wheel they're not blowing us away again they're not catching us by surprise which i think was a big thing with god of war 2018 um our guards up man we already know that this this game is capable of being a 10 like what are the chances they do that again and really impress us on that level again dude the fact that they're doing it the fact that we're getting 10s it's sitting at a 94 metacritic just like its predecessor i i'm i'm a little surprised but man i'm so excited it's it wasn't out of the realm of possibility obviously but to, I, I'm kind of of the same mind where I was like, hey, just maintain. Maybe that lowers the review scores by 
just the natural consequence where it didn't innovate. It didn't do anything really special. But what I'm seeing in a lot of these reviews is that the gameplay kind of continues, doesn't change much, which is fine. If it wasn't broke, don't fix it. But the story is really good. And to me, that's thrilling. Because yes, you know me, yeah. if you've watched the show, like story is it for me. We talked about it on the Geekiverse podcast. What was more important, kind of story versus gameplay? This has both of them, according to what I've been reading. So I cannot wait for this game. Tim, does, does this surprise you at all that it's doing this well? Unlike you guys know. I mean, so here's, here's my thought. So we had the comparison of Horizon and then Horizon Forbidden West. To me, Horizon was really good, but it was, a, it was the end of the story. Like you could have stopped it at that game and had no cutscenes at the end, and I would have felt okay, complete. When I finished God of War, I thought to myself, like, when am I going to play the next God of War? Because that's like what I felt like with the story. Like, it's so open ended. I want to see what happens. Like, I'm so invested in this. And that's why I feel like this game does, is going to do so well, is because it's more of what I loved. And they didn't finish the story, they set it up so perfectly. You come out, it's snowing, and it's like, this is awesome. So, I, I mean, they're not changing the formula. They're just adding more story content to it. You know, you see more development in the characters and like, I'm just, I was so excited for it when that game's over. And like I said, I'm not surprised just because with how well they did the first game, it's not a big deal to me. I'm just nervous. Don't make me choose. I don't want to have to choose between Elden Ring and God of War. Oh, I, you're, I don't you're know You're going to have can. to. You're going to have to choose. Yeah, because I just looked up. So on Metacritic, Elden Ring's at a 96. That's crazy. It's insane. That bonkers. That's how yeah. good of a game it was. Yeah. And I'm so worried because I loved Elden Ring. Like, don't get me wrong. But a, a, a game like this, a story game like this, just like, yeah, it hits it's, me. That's a, that, it's, it's my sweet spot. And it's like, that's a good perspective, I'm though. Nervous. Like, this is like, th- this is a game that was set up to be a sequel. And from what we know from the development of the first, the first game, like, they, they had to cut parts of this game out of the first one. They got to a point where they were writing God of War. They're like, "Wait a minute, we're making the sequel. We have we have to we have to dial this back a little bit. We're already writing the sequel of this game." So it's like that, a battle between Godzilla and King Kong, you know? Right. Yeah. But no, that's a good perspective. That like, of course, this was always going to be good because this was always in the cards. Yeah. It, it was set up to succeed, right? And and it was highly anticipated the second that it was announced, and I believe that was during the PS5 rev- uh, the the state of play the first showcase, yeah. PlayStation 5 before game showcase, pre-order. I think it was called. That's accurate. It was like a month before pre-orders went live. Something like that. This was on there. And I was like, wait, hang on. Is this like Miles Morales? Which was also great. But is it a smaller scale game or is this a full sequel? And they're like, no, this is a full sequel. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I was giddy. What so, shocked me is it came out, it's coming out this year. That's what's shocking me. I thought oh, sure no chance. Oh, I, I was so confident. I, I so because it was slated for last year. It was it was slated for 2021. Yeah, yeah. So like I, I, I was I still had a little bit of hope that it was last year, but I was not, you know, I was not nearly Starfield's level, Starfield levels of confident yeah. that that game wasn't even real. This felt very right on the nose. Like this was going to hit, hit this year. Obviously it is it, easy to say in hindsight, but I, it's so funny. Like I look at God of War 2018, a little bit, how I look at force awakens. And if you know me, that's, I love that movie so much for a number of reasons, but I think it did a lot of the same things on a smaller scale for God of War. God of War was a very big PlayStation franchise, uh, more so in the PS2 days, very much so during that time. Uh, A little bit into PS3, but towards the end of the PS3 life life cycle, that series really fell off hard. And it it had some entries that were not really received so well. They didn't do a great job from a sales standpoint. Kind of the prequels in Star Wars, right? Like, well, sales are different, but like how they were received critically. And it kind of, I don't want to say tarnished the reputation, but it brought it down a little. 
you get to God of War 2018, you get to Force Awakens. Those took established characters as well as some new ones, pivoted a little and took it to new heights where it was like, hey, they got this right. It could not have gone any better. Some people think differently on Force Awakens, but if you go back to 2015 when you just saw that movie, all the buzz around it, there's nothing... There's never been more buzz around Star Wars outside of its original release, I think. So that's that's kind of the parallel I look at this. God of War is one of my top five games of all time. Yeah, John, I think I, I think the original God of War, uh, you know, one, two, and three, and all those different spinoffs. I think they were a product of their time. That was a time when like gameplay was king, and games were like, uh, especially like more like. Uh, late teenage young adults were looking for just like badass games. Like I want to feel like a badass. I want a Grand Theft Auto. I want a Max Payne. Like that's the kind, like that was the era of video games. I want to be Kratos. I want to be slashing through Greek gods and stuff like that. I don't really care about story, right? So like it was very much a product of its time. Of course they thrived back then. They were so fun to play. Like they were yeah. visually gorgeous and like you know they they were they were badass. You were just shopping through stuff. We they, they like gameplay was always still very important but story has become such a big focus as as graphics and visuals have gotten so realistic i think that's when like the dawn of like oh we can tell really like meaningful human stories because we can like articulate the human face now right um so i think that like god of war like if it wanted a chance to make a revival this was the way it had to do it and boy did it do it boy did it do it i see what you did there uh cory barlog who directed this said kind of his thought behind where they went with God of War 2018 was, can someone change? And right. That's, that's the story. What a metaphor, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's so well done. I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't played it, good news is Ragnarok coming out next week. If you don't have a PS five, you can pick it up for PS four. So go get it. There's no excuse. not coming. Yes, it is good stuff. Can't wait. My most anticipated of the year by far moving on here. We got some info on the PSVR 2 release this week. So right from the PlayStation blog, uh, Isabel uh, Tomatis, vice president of SIE, says, over the past several months, we've introduced PlayStation VR 2 and provided glimpses into the next generation of virtual reality gaming, which will allow you to escape into new worlds while f- uh, feeling a groundbreaking sense of immersion. Today, I'm very pleased to announce that PlayStation VR 2 is officially launching on February 26th. Two, I'm sorry, February 22, 2023. PlayStation VR2 Sense Controller Charging Station, designed specifically for the PSVR2 Sense Controller, will also launch same day. So let's talk price. What do we got here? For US, $549.99. There's also a bundle for the PSVR2 Horizon Call of the Mountain for $599.99 that includes everything plus the game. What do we make of this news price point where we expected it too high? Let's go with John again. It, man, it's, it's more than I expected. And I get it. When you break down the price, you talk about comparative market stuff. You talk about high-end headsets. It makes sense. You talk about the fact that it bundles in the controllers and like the camera and stuff that you need. It makes sense. But I still expected it to be a little cheaper. Um, con- like how much cheaper? I think 399 was my sweet spot for that to be like really to to, to really come out and, and be I don't know competitive. I, console gamers are just inherently a, a bit more casual than somebody who owns a a two thousand dollar PC and an HTC Vive, right? Like it's just inherently a much more casual experience. So I think it's just such a tougher sell for for VR this like this full body experience and especially at six hundred dollars, right? Like five forty nine, whatever it is. Like it, it's expensive. It's an add on. It's the cost of the PlayStation plus $50 if you bought it digital like I did. Um, 
But no, never mind. That's a regular price. I bought my I saved a hundred dollars compared to that. Um and on the same on the same token, like I'm struggling to get excited for VR nowadays. To to I need a killer app. I need two killer apps. Like I, that 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 has to come out and like really show me an experience that like I can't miss. I've played VR. I've played Beat Saber. I've played Vader Immortal. I've played most of the stuff that are like, yeah, VR is awesome. You can do really cool stuff in this. Like it has not made me want to go out and buy a VR headset, especially not for six hundred dollars, right? So I I think that I think they're fighting a. Try again. Well, I wasn't talking to you, so that's okay. Um, I think that they're fighting a, a huge uphill battle when it comes to selling VR, and I think it's tough. Like VR is such a such an experience that like how do you show it? Because you really can't just throw it on a screen. It's not the same thing. You have to experience it. And again, I'm somebody who's a huge gamer, and I have experienced it. I'm still not that excited. So I, I I'm 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 cautiously I'm no I'm I'm not very cautiously optimistic. I'm I I I'm worried about PSVR too. It is expensive, no doubt. I think the price point I had in mind was uh, 400 or 450 That's where I thought we were going to maybe head with this. Um, so it is pricey, to, to say the least. Like you said, it's more expensive than the PS5, the disc version, which is kind of crazy. But that being said, Tim, what do you think about the price point? Do you have any interest in this? Um, so I'm similar, but I think it's priced a little high. I kind of would imagine it being more like the five, $450 to $500 range. Um, me and John were talking... It, if you add in all the add-ons for the original PSVR, it's actually the same price. So all the stuff you would have need for the PSVR and PSVR 2 is equal. Here's my thing. There has to be more. I'm not going to go out and buy a PSVR 2 for two games, or a game, that I have to pay $50 for. Like it just, And I guarantee you that $50 game is going to give me an hour or two worth of content. Like It's not worth it. And that's my big thing with the VR games is like you have like an Oculus Rift and so many people nowadays have a PC. You go out by Oculus and they have the Oculus Rift. You don't even need the Quest. A yeah, you can you can buy the Oculus Quest. It's it's standalone. And there's like and a, a database of games and you people can go on and make their own stuff. Like I just unless they do something extremely unique that makes people think that they need it, there is zero reason for anyone to buy it. They really as cool like, as an idea it is. It just does not make sense. They need to focus those those first parties to really make some like impressive an impressive suite of of uh, of um, VR offerings because like there's some, yeah, there's some cool ways they can integrate it. Like I just think about what they could do different that would make them better than everyone else. So one when I first got a VR headset, I was super into VR, and a big reason I got it is I wanted I laid in bed and played video games a lot, and I was like, imagine if I could put something on my head. And I can have my controller and I could essentially be like in a movie theater in a room where I have this giant screen in front of me and I could play normal PlayStation games. So my thought was if you could you know, sit somewhere where you don't have a lot of space yeah, theater mode, and it would feel like you're in a movie theater playing your favorite game with surround sound, whatever. If they found a way to incorporate that and you could go and play The Last of Us Part 2 in what felt like a movie theater, there's your value. You know, there's the, the reason that people would buy it because that's something like... You wouldn't have like you could be in your bed with your wife, have your VR headset on and feel like you're in the middle of a movie theater while you're sitting next to your wife. Like there's a lot of value in that. I just don't think they're going to do it. And it's got to be done well where you actually feel like you're playing a game. And can the PlayStation do that? I don't know. I feel like they're, they are aware that that is a high price point. Like, I know that sounds funny to say. I I, I just there, there's a lot of like trust built up with Sony with how well yeah. the PS4 and PS5 have delivered, especially with first party stuff. But like. We'll have to see what the the games lineup looks like. I know the launch lineup will will probably not be anything crazy. Horizon is a cool idea, but that that's one game. How long is it? What does that actually look like? Whatever. 
But can you imagine if we get like a Miles Morales type game where yes. you get to be Spider-Man? Like that to me is like, I got to go buy this. <clears throat> For sure. An all VR like Star Wars game. Like, like a, it's like got to be value. AAA. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's, it's got to be value. That's where I'm coming in. And, and I'm, you need to make people buy it. I'm with you, Joe. I, I see that perspective too. I see that like, all right, it, Sony priced it at this point for a reason. They understand that there's a lot of trepidation behind PSVR. They have the numbers behind PSVR 1. It didn't sell that well, right? Like, the, I don't know anybody that owns a PSVR original, like in my small group of friends. So like, they know, they, they understand. So like, do, do they do they have big plans for it? I hope so. I hope this is not another PlayStation Vita. I really hope that they're not going to put out this awesome piece yeah. of hardware, you know, with all the promise in the world and just let it die which was a- did I'm anyone totally ever listening. own the playstation what is it the playstation uh move what do they call it uh the, yeah. the wands or uh i have it i had I mean, my wife and i played the shit out of it that's insane no. we played one game it was uh they had like it was like disc golf and bocce ball all right I mean, that sounds and funny. we just played it all the time it was just such a little fun party game we'd play together and then bowling, and the one time my wife was freaking out because she had a perfect score, and she's just killing me. Her very last um, strike, or not a strike, actually, her very last time she bowled, was not a strike. she was one point off a strike. Boy, did I celebrate. I was like, you suck. <laughs> a it's like, you're horrible. Yep. Did you guys That's play what you get for talking bowling right after that? <laughs> no, no. Um, so, yeah, I walked away. Move. I'm like, I'm good. I, uh, I, I've, I've owned nothing peripheral for playstation uh including anything vr in any capacity like i've played very little vr in the five six years since that's really taken more prominence in the video game space so i really i want this this is where i want to dive into to vr this is what i want to be that first step for me i want to watch it is where i'm at (laughs) i want you to want me so I guess time will tell. We need to see a little bit more. It's only a few months away, but I want to hear what those lineup plans are, especially in that first quarter of the release. Here's so. the good news. It's probably going to be easier to buy the PSVR 2 than it will be to buy an actual oh, PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, crazy. And I almost expect this yeah. to be like something that like it's a slow rollout. Maybe there's not even a bunch available like at launch because they know it's not going to be a hot commodity. Maybe the first three, four years is where, where they really kind of like make this something worth buying. You know, maybe we see, yeah. you know, Horizon will probably be the only real like big killer app to buy when this thing comes out. Obviously, they're, they're going to bring over the big ones like Beat Saber and stuff like that. But like, I don't expect another big first party announcement between now and then. Um, where is this going to shake out three, four years from now, I guess is the big question. Yeah. Yeah, is it supported? Is it still popular? It, you know, is it is it on the clearance rack? I, I that's that's it for me. Does this have the legs to move on? Because the system itself does. It's already killing it, just like the PS4 did. So yep. time will tell. Uh, but so next next thing on the list is kind of relatively obscure, but I wanted to talk about it because it, it was Halloween last week, and we were talking about horror games. This one popped up, uh, but um, Bendy and the dark revival. So this is the sequel to a game that came out in uh, 2018 for most consoles, which was called Bendy and the ink machine. That's why I have Jojo and the geek machine is my name on a lot of things. Oh, so I didn't know this that. Is a, I didn't know that either. Yeah, Bendy is not a very well-known game, but this resonated with me big time. So small scale game, very indie published by rooster teeth games. So that's a thing uh, at E3 2018. We had a connection, <clears throat> excuse me, with Rooster Teeth. We had been on their podcast the year before. We kept in touch. And they said it was like across the street from the convention center at like this patio bar. It was really cool. It was like a private little thing. 
We're like, sure, we'll take a look at it. So we got to sit down with Mike Mood. This this guy was the creator of the game. He wrote it. He he, he produced it. And he showed us what it looks like. He's like, here's some artwork. Here's some of the visuals. And then he told the story behind it before actually letting us play the game, which was awesome. I think we played it on like an Xbox One. And he goes, if you if you look at it, like, does it remind you of anything? Like, we just had such a great conversation. But he's like, does the style reminisce anything, the feel from what I'm talking about? And I go, it, it looks like Bioshock to me, like just dystopia kind of horror, if you will. He's like, that's exactly where the inspiration comes from this. He's like, I'm a huge Bioshock fan. So anyway, the game itself, I just, I can't recommend it enough. You need to go check out clips on YouTube. Uh, it's set in what's a fictional, almost like I said, Bioshock, but like based on old school Disney cartoons, which is what Bendy looks like. Bendy's the character. Uh, the player controls Henry Stein, who is a retired animator who receives a letter inviting him back to his old workspace. Stein discovers a series of strange paranormal activities caused by the titular ink machine. In the game, players navigate through a first-person perspective, yada, 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 so on and so forth. There's not many mechanics to it. It is full of jump scares. It is the amount of stress I felt like probably even more when I was walking through Resident Evil 7 for the first time in those first few hours in the house. It's so good. I can't recommend it enough. So when I saw that the trailer was coming out for the sequel here, it's coming out on the 15th to Steam and consoles at a later time. It's a game that is just under the radar, but it's it was one of my top five games of 2018. So we'll post some links to some of the, the gameplay in the videos here. But it was just such a like a freak thing that I even found out about this game. It was only because we were at E3 and had made this random connection. So anyway, Benny and the Dark Revival coming out, out soon. Uh, you could play it on your Steam Deck. Just saying, it's probably pretty cheap. It's, Forty bucks. Uh, I just looked it up. Good. I'm gonna buy it. I think nice. definitely worth a playthrough. Because uh, I have no self control. I really think you'll like it, Tim. Especially just with... you're totally not saying that to make me buy it on Steam so you can play it on your Steam Deck. <laughs> nope, <laughs> I'm not. I would love to, but I I won't get to it. I just I know I won't. Yeah. Uh, for a long time. Last thing we want to talk about here: the Last of Us TV series on HBO. We got a premiere date. It leaked, and that it was confirmed by HBO. That is coming on January 15th. We also got a gorgeous new poster for the the promo for the show. Oh my gosh, dude. I just, my hype level took me right back to this, even there, though it was just a few weeks ago that we were talking about it. There is no, there is no announced project that exists that I'm more excited for than The Last of Same. Us TV show. And I don't know if there has been since, since Avengers Endgame. I, like, like, I don't, that might be it. That, that's the only thing I can think of that comes close to my excitement for this show. Like, the, they're, they're they're crushing it from everything we see so far. The fact that they brought in Neil to, to direct this thing with with Craig Mazin and they picked Craig Mazin like the, the the casting is so good. Like I my expectations are so high and I'm just so excited. Joe, I know you're not the biggest Game of Thrones Game of Thrones fan. We talked about that on the on the, uh, the Geek podcast last week, but I'm so excited for that that just communal everyone shuts down at nine o'clock Sunday. And everybody's watching The Last of Us, and I know that maybe mm-hmm. that's not going to be the same. Like maybe maybe right away that's not going to be the case like nationwide. But in my friend group, in our groups, that's going to be the case. Like the world stops at nine o'clock on Sunday, which I'm just randomly assuming that's when it comes out, but it probably will. Um, 
like I, I just can't wait for that appointment television. And like we are for sure doing a weekly show about it. And, like we will oh, yeah. not miss that one. Like, oh my yep. god. Monday freaking like every Monday we're doing that. Like it's I, I'm so excited for this. Like it's 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 like on my list of things in my life that I'm so excited for. I'm excited for my wife to experience it because obviously she's never gonna play the game, yes. which is such a great story. Yeah. So we talked about earlier like things being kind of like Andor on our, our show there, built on help. We talked about it being a gateway for people who don't watch Star Wars normally. Maybe they like Andor because it's it's just this show that's good on its own that doesn't rely on a lot of Star Wars lore. And then people eventually shift and pivot and look at other Star Wars stuff on Disney+. Plus. I think that's what The Last of Us is going to be in a big way for the, the gaming audience. And I'm not saying a lot of people are going to go buy a PlayStation and play this right after. Right. But this is going to take this from legendary video game to legendary brand. There will legendary be IP. There will be a sense of like, oh, video games can be this. Like, this story existed from a video game. I hope that, I hope that resonates a lot with people. I can't I think wait. I The Witcher that. is a little bit. I, yeah, I for agree. sure. I, I think it's there. I, to me, this feels like the potential could be much greater even mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, and I'd say it a lot because Witcher's so popular. But at the end of the day, The Witcher comes from books. So I think that's part of it. Yeah, part that's of true. That's, that's literature. Yeah, that so is like, true. That, that is, is true. part of it. But wait till you say that, hey, oh, you love The Last of Us? Did you know it was a video game from 2012, 2013, whatever year it was? Did you no, know? No, no, it was also on 2015, 2018. When Did they you know they remade it. it 85 times? <laughs> no. Did you know that it, it so it was, it was 2012. Uh, Neil Druckmann, the guy who helped make the game, also was a part of this show. Like, I think that's all super meaningful. I'm really uh, you know it was a GameCube it. exclusive. <laughs> I knew it was coming back. I just, like, I think they did such a good job with casting. Like, oh my God, that, like, mm-hmm. it, it just looks so good. Love so it. that so will be a weekly thing. If you've been catching us, uh, we've not been doing a great job on Andor, but we've That's kept okay. with it a little bit here. We've been doing a show called Built on Hope. We did one with Obi-Wan Kenobi way back. We're going to do one for The Last of Us when this hits January 15th. Can't wait to. We should. To we should. Do, we should try to. This is. This is. We don't have to commit to this, obviously, but we should try to do some like in-person watch parties for the show. How sick would it be to I watch am, this all together? Every I, week? Honestly, I will, John. I will drive to your house. I'm just Same. saying, we come sit on your have, couch and watch it. <laughs> I want that. That sound system, hundred percent. That would yeah. be. That'd we, be cool. We can also do this here because I was going to talk about is we should probably talk about this off air, but for the Geekiverse podcast. Our next episode, we're planning on having five of us on that episode. Downstairs, we've got a really nice high top table that would support all of that oh, cool. for filming. So it could be a thing where we watch one of these episodes one week here uh, and then go down and record that right away. So Wait, just, do, we, do we have the capacity for five mics? We do. Okay, yes. good. I thought about it too and I was like, oh shit. We should oh, do yeah, a watch along. That would be that Live. would be cool too. I think it'll be more fun for us just to hang out together though, because I don't want. Oh, hundred percent. I don't want to. I don't want to be focused on anything but the show. Like I don't want to really have yeah, to worry about that and stuff like that. Like that would be because I I, like, I bring up Game of Thrones again and it's it's topical because it's it's HBO's next flag, flagship show. Like I dude, when Game of Thrones was wrapping up, I was doing that like the last two seasons with my buddies. Like we were every Sunday we were watching it together. Like that was so much fun. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be man. water cooler talk for sure. Tank in the chat. My hope is that they explore the 20 years between Joel's daughter's death and the start of the core game. So from what we've seen, we're, we're going to get some of the game and we're going to get some stuff that deviates from the game. 
I'm happy with whatever we get. I think. Yeah, that, that, that's a cool. I'm, I'm trying to stay spoiler free. Yeah, oh for sure. I, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about that. HBO is usually pretty good about keeping a lid yeah. on that stuff. I, I imagine they'll get some review review uh, files of the episode, like probably hopefully just the first episode out for reviewers. But maybe they do the first two or three. Uh, that's a good thought though, Tank. We we have heard like Joe said with the, we're gonna explore some stuff that wasn't directly in the first game. My thought when I always heard that every time I heard that phrase, like yeah, we'll get some stuff that wasn't in the first game. My thought was always that they're, be they're gonna like tease Abby. Like maybe we'll get some, we'll get some like some oh scene, yeah like young Abby with her dad. Like that was oh, always that was always yeah. my thought when 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 I heard about like we're gonna you know do some stuff that wasn't in the first game. Go tight in right because I imagine they go to season two and I imagine they go for the second game. So if they can establish Abby early on, you know, and I know the Last of Us two fans aren't gonna or you know Last of Us two haters aren't gonna like that. The good news I is I would like if they didn't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'd be crazy. I, 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 I love. I I would love to just have the season two start out like, hey, we're introducing this new character. And like shit gets real. Josiah you know? Josiah talks about trust. I trust Neil Druckmann with me my too. with my whole heart. You do anything. You tell me that Joel's gonna be dressed up as a clown the entire show. I'm like, okay, it's probably gonna make sense if Joel's Joel, Joel uh, Neil Druckmann said it's gonna you know if he if it was his you idea. Your daughter Ali. Yeah, right. Like it's 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 crazy. Like I'm 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 all in. I'm, I'm a Neil Druckmann stan. It, it's gonna work out. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I've got high hopes for that, me and too. I think it's gonna deliver as well. Seems like a safe bet. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, lots to be excited about. So be- before we wrap up this episode, we're going to get into Guess the Game. It's my week uh, to guess. So John's going to come up with a game uh, real quick. Again, thanks for tuning in at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse Live. I can't say enough how much we appreciate you jumping in the chat, uh, whether it's a few or a lot of you. Your participation, it, it makes us feel loved. We we really appreciate hanging out with you that way. It, it's just exciting. So thanks for doing what you do. You can help us out by subscribing on Twitch. That goes a long way. Use your your free Amazon Prime subscription. They give you one free a month to Twitch Prime. You can sync that up. Use that on the Geekiverse page. It goes a long way. It's basically a paid subscription that you don't come out of pocket for. Also, you can watch every episode of the Geekiverse at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listen on podcast services wherever you may download them. So we had quite the spirited bout last episode of Busy Sticks. We introduced Tim, but it wasn't just any Tim. This was Coffee Tim, if you're not having coffee for a few days. So he was off the charts. And boy, did we have some great clips as a result of it. Led into a really fun episode of the first episode ever of the Geekiverse podcast. So I can't wait to see where today goes. John is the guy coming up with the game. Tim is my uh, help today on guessing oh, what that game is. Can I help? Be. Who knows? <laughs> can I help? Uh, right. <laughs> he's supposed to be the helper, but I don't know if he's throwing me off the trail or not. Sabotage. It's going to be crazy. So, John, I'm going to pass it over to you to explain the game briefly to the audience, and then we will dive right in. The game is simple. It is, can you guess the game? You've got 15 questions. You are allowed to ask yes or no questions only. That's it. That's all it. That's, those are the only rules. How, how easy is that? Um, I have the game. I'm ready. Joe, are you ready? I'm ready to all guess right. the game. Let it rip. All right. Was this game initially released after 2015? No, it was not. Okay. Game exclusive got it. <laughs> Already destroying me here. I mean, it's in the window. It's got to be a GameCube game just to make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to keep narrowing that down. Was, um, was the game released between 2010 and 2015? Yes. So sorry to not a GameCube game. 
No, could still be in my, 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 my repertoire. <laughs> yeah, Who knows? <laughs> Any year is a GameCube game. game. <laughs> what if Tim was referring to a dis- different system altogether and just thought it was called GameCube? You know, like, we don't know. Oh, Tank and Chat. Oh, that's, the that's first, scene, <laughs> first scene, Abby, the round of golf. I like that. That'd be, that would be a good one. Too soon, too soon. No, that'd be good. That'd be a really good one. All right. Is this game exclusive to any console, meaning PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo from that time frame? I have to look this up. Hmm. What's the name of the game? <laughs> Dude, you almost got me. That's actually insane. Oh my god, that almost worked. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is exclusive. Uh, it is exclusive. So close, so close. Yeah. Joe, I almost had you. I had your back there. Joe, I got it. Joe, he, he, Tim, here. <laughs> we almost got it in two. Joe, I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to read too much into my trepidation. My thought was like. Did it? Was it? Did it come out eventually somewhere else? Like, was it ported elsewhere? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Okay. Did, did that? Did they eventually bring it elsewhere? Like, so for it sure, exclusive. it was an exclusive, and it and, and it still is. It still is actually. Okay, so 2010 to 2015, exclusive to a system. Uh, I can assume, but I want to make sure. Is this a first party title? Um, meaning like developed by a first party studio, I guess. No. Is this a single-player focused game? Yes, it is. That's your fifth okay. question, just so you know. I am keeping track. All right. I think I want to go... Uh, is the game part of a franchise? No, it is not. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. Ooh. Got him flustered. I got him flustered. I'm blushing now. Uh, okay, so... Possibly one off. It's not a. Uh, it's not Rock first Band. Party. That's where I was going. So it's not a first party uh, game, or uh, not a first party developed game. Right. Single. It is single player focused, not part of a franchise. Joe, that's so funny. You brought up Rock Band, and don't let this uh, be a clue because I because I did not end up doing this, but I pulled up your Xbox profile to scroll through your games to see what you have played, and I, and I saw Rock Band on there. That's so funny. So what? Before I realized it was my week to guess, I I started like I was doing the same for you. That's funny. I, like, I, I, I did it during the show. I pull, I'm a, I pulled up the Xbox app on my on my PC. I'm like, what did Joe play? What did Rock Band? When did you play Rock Band recently? Dude, I played the hell out of Rock Band. No, probably not for a long time. It looked like I mean they, they must have had the order odd, but again, don't let that be a hint because I didn't I didn't actually sure. find the game in the list that I went with. Another funny thing I do is on Xbox specifically, I accidentally will hit a game like on Game Pass. Oh, and right. Be like, no, Just launch I didn't it. Actually- yeah. So now I got zero. Okay. Um, is is this game considered a shooter? I'd say yes. Okay. Hmm. I'm I've got a weird random feeling and I'm just gonna go for it. You're just you're going for the guess. Guess number this will be your eighth guess. Okay. Is this game Resogun? Oh, that's a fun and that no, it's not. It's not Resogun. Oh, it's okay. not Resogun. Hang on, not Resogun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure you keep take note of that. That's a, oh my god, that would have been such an interesting caveat to the first party question. Because it because it was yeah. Housemark wasn't a first party when they made that, but they are now. That's right. Yeah. 
That's where I was going. Oh, that's uh, funny. It technically hit all those other questions. Obviously, not the right answer. God, Res- Resogun is so good. It is. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was every- a lot of people's first like real PS4 experience. Yeah, it was know? a PS Plus, baby. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we said it was a shooter. Is this game considered open world? I think so. Let me double check, though. Okay. The issue is every time I think of a game, I'm thinking of a game that's like on the GameCube, big, big, big studio, by big studio, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is open world. Yeah. It's open world. Okay. Yeah. I I guess I shouldn't even have like I shouldn't have really even questioned that. I was kind of dumb. Is okay. I almost want to revisit. Like, oh, I don't know. I can do that. I was gonna say, like, in my question about exclusivity, not I can't really ask. I guess what I was going for, like, was this exclusive to either Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo? Yeah, and you said yeah. That's what you asked, right? And that is correct. Correct. Yes, it is. Okay. So we've got between 2010 to 2015 exclusive not first party single party focused one off or at least not part of a franchise uh shooter not resogun <laughs> not resogun uh, that one yeah keep that in the back pocket <laughs> an open world <laughs> when did splatoon come out is that by uh oh tim splatoon definitely falls in that time frame the first one does it's a shooter it's not yep. open world though it's not open world so that would, that would eliminate There's it. There's no single player for that one? No. Nope. No. I think Splatoon I like 1 technically thought. had a, a single player element to it. Gotcha. But it's definitely, definitely a single player focus. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have answered yes to that. Yeah. No. Um. All right. What do I want to narrow next? I don't know. What are you thinking, Tim? We've got a <laughs> He's like, don't ask me, here. bro. You've got a six questions left. You got six questions left. You are. Uh, I feel like I, finding. It's imagine tough, if it was I, Portal Two. Right. <laughs> it's just Portal One. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you lined up, which what it was exclusive to would be super helpful. But I feel like yeah. you have three options there. For sure. So you have to just take it. Take a shot. I could take a, a shot. I could burn some questions as well. Yeah. Um, being a exclusive. I feel like if anything, I feel like. In 2010 and 2015, was there who was the biggest one that was doing exclusives? Were they all doing exclusives, or was it more like PlayStation still doing a lot of them? The thing that's so pulling me back is that it's like so if it's not a part of a franchise, like how popular could it be? Like popular enough to talk about here, but like you know, I feel like that's almost the thing that doesn't belong with the rest of my my questioning here. So, I I also don't know if it's 360 generation or Xbox One generation. Yeah, I, of the the years I asked, you know, same PS3 and PS4. It's a good one. It's a good one. Then, I, like a part of me thinking. Not exclusive. I was gonna say LA Noir. Mm. Fit everything but exclusivity here. 
What else we got here? Trying to like cycle back through that time frame and think about what games obviously fit this criteria, but like what was what would have been popular? Um nope, part of a franchise. All right, we're, we'll try to narrow down system because at this point, I just want to... How far in are we, John? You have nine questions. Yeah, you've got nine. six left. Okay, so that's better than I thought. Um, Who are you thinking you want to ask which what exclusive to, which console are you which, thinking? Which of the three families I want to... Because I could say 360, but it could be Xbox One. So, like... Yeah. So, they like PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo? I don't... Like, nothing Nintendo comes to mind. I think you... you like Shoot, there's not many like, shooters on that's my thing so like i feel like it's there's not a good chance that it's on that statistically speaking and xbox at least at that time was pretty heavy on, on shooters but yeah. franchises so like okay i feel like my my gut feeling is it's a playstation exclusive but what would have been in that criteria but it could be an xbox but if it's an xbox exclusive that came in that time frame i'm Zero help because I really didn't play Xbox. Okay, so it could be that's why I can't think of anything is because it's sure. on Xbox. So, John, was this an Xbox game? Yes, it was. Okay, okay, it was. So we five know, questions. We left. know that five questions. Five left. I was gonna ask if I played. It's got to be. Some, it's got to be a shooter that people know about. That's more well known now. But not like a uh, franchise. I'm just realizing that I was in between two games, and all of the questions you asked could could apply to both of them. That's crazy. Oh shit! I could I could switch it right now. What? You don't even know. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I played so much Xbox One, uh, especially in those early days. But was it a 360 game? I think of an open world shooter. Same. Good, try, good thing to try to think of. <laughs> <laughs> Not Resogun. <laughs> um, yeah, reread that a few times. That might help. Not Resogun. What is e- Resogun? What is every word in that sentence? Look at what all the letters start with. <laughs> Oh no. Okay. 2010 to 2015 exclusive to Xbox. We know not first party. So what were they doing? Obviously, we're not at Halo, we're not at Gears. Those are franchises. Does it make sense to line up the console now? I don't know. Cuz you asked a lot of questions that would give it away. Like you asked if it was a shooter, he said yes. A lot Is of times it- those are no and then you kind of have to lead another question, so does it help me if I know it's Xbox One versus 360? Like, I don't know that. You know? I don't know. Yeah, it's up to you. I'm not, like I said, I'm yeah. zero help here. I gotcha. I know it if you need help. Is it? Like, well, we tried, John, on question two. <laughs> yeah, that was almost there. real bad. You're about as helpful as Tim with the Insomniac thing. <laughs> so is, is this an Xbox One game? Yes, it is. Yeah, Xbox One is the, is the console. 
Okay, so we we've narrowed this down quite a bit in terms of years. Yes. So this is between 2013. That's when that came out in 2015. Man. That is correct. Is don't want to ask that. Never mind. Just guess Portal Two. <laughs> the X game. I'm having game. terrible flashbacks from a different perspective here. <sighs> then, like, if I ask if it's a triple A game, I don't know that 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 helps me either. Right. What about um? Man, I think I'm stumped on this one. Pick a letter. Does it start with this letter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm not even thinking of like options. I'm not like him and yeah. out over one versus the other. I you have know? zero clue. Yeah. Tank's got it, he says. Do you have it? Uh, text me, Tank. Text me. I want to know if you got it. It's not a, it's not a franchise. There's, right? Oh, well, there's literally two that it could be. <laughs> uh, Tank, in fact, does got it. He did. All right. Tank does got it. He do got it. He do got it. Got to get him on the show next week. Come on. We do. He's good at this. He's picking Portal 2. He's making our content for us. Yep. <laughs> he knew I'd guess GameCube. I don't know. I would say I'm so hung up on it being not a part of a franchise. Anything I feel like I would have played because I'm sure I played this game would have been a part of one. I don't know. I'm just it grasping at straws here. Is this a first person shooter? No. Okay. But it is a shooter, you said, right? Yes. Yep. So it could be a third person shooter. Yep. Mm-hmm. We we know it's a shooter. Now we know it's not a first person. Is it a second person shooter? Okay. So it's not a question. Now you're asking good questions. No, no. Good one, right, Tank? Bad. What kind of? What if it was like a uh, a shooter, but as an adventure game? Because obviously it's open world. There, there was a little him and haw there, for sure. Because he didn't straight up say it was a shooter. It is open world. It is open. But it is world. open world, so it could be like an adventure third person shooter. It could be. And I, the first thing that came to mind is when was the the first Tomb Raider? Again, that's a franchise, but that's where I was thinking originally is like Tomb Raider. But yeah, the issue is this, it's exclusive. Hang on. Oh, no. Yeah. But, okay, that eliminates that. To be fair, the second Tomb Raider game was exclusive to Xbox. Time, though. Yeah, true. Is, I have zero clue. Is this game ReCore? Ooh, that's a good guess. I don't know. It's not. It's not ReCore. 
That might have been 2016 regardless, but I'm like, I got nothing That's else. That's a great guess. Recore. How many you got? I think it was 14, That was exclusive. It? Recore was like 16, I think. You're right. You nailed know. that. You nailed it. Yep, 16. Bye. That was guess I, 12. And I knew it was between 10 and 15, or at least 13 and 15 now. That was Tank's first right, thought, so too. I, get... I didn't even thought of Recore. Good good call, guys. I mean, you're grasping. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're expanding the net, the web. Yeah. You know, developing for the future here. So I got one left, two left. I think you have four left. I have 12. Did I miss one? I think you might have missed one. Okay. Well, yeah. well I got, if, if we're all in agreement, I guess I missed one. <laughs> so I think, I think three, so. we'll give you three left. Okay. Uh, this is not a hint, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to cake yourself for missing this one. If you do, just so you know, if it serves as a hint, fine. I don't care, but <laughs> I, no, it doesn't really. It just makes me more stressed. No, I'm Tim felt. Fair enough. Yes. Doing these random thoughts here. Uh, let's see. What else? What else can we ask? Man, I feel like we've like asked everything. So we have uh, so much information about the game. We just don't know the title. <laughs> it's, it's almost right. like that's the point of the game. <laughs> Which is the most important part. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. It's a yes or no question. I could ask John if you would read like the back of the box description. You know. No, I will Whether not. he does or not is a different story. No, I will not. <laughs> he could have said yes and then not done it. You could ask if it's a male or female protagonist. You could ask. I mean, that might land it down. You couldn't ask that question specifically, but you can ask. Yeah, but you a, could ask it, but you could el- eliminate it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Crash Bandicoot. Like, you know, we don't know if. We're not sure. Crash Bandicoot's a male, right? <laughs> That is true. It is definitely male. Uh-uh. Here I am bite the hand that feeds him, all right? <laughs> Help me out. Oh, what an idiot. Help me out. Okay. Um, this is not a robot. That really backfired when I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> is it a human? <laughs> I mean, hey, the antagonist of that game is a robot. True. Is this considered... I don't think I asked this. Is this considered a triple a game yeah yeah i'd say so okay two questions or no one question left okay you i i was i was okay i read the counter wrong i was i was forgetting the fact that once i tap 15 you're done with 15 so i had my counter right you have two left you have two left okay triple a game not resogun not recore we'll kick 23 to 2015 open world Third person, I would assume, because it's a shooter. Maybe an adventure game, or at least is considered a shooter. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to help you at all, but like, if it's no, not Resogun, can't. if it's not Resogun, what else could it be? I'm screwed. These, I mean, these two are. You know, I have zero clue. These things, these two are like bacon and eggs. If it's not Resogun, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> what must it be? Gun Rezo. Maybe I didn't ask if it was starting with an R, because you know Resogun record just right away. Um, no, there was a sequel to Titanfall. Never mind. Ah, good point. Okay, that was my other one. That I'm like, wait a minute, why are all of these like absolutely dead on? That's that's one that would have been false for my second game, which was Titanfall. Oh no. Okay. All right. Do I get a question back? No, no, he didn't, he didn't do anything. I thought, I thought it would be like a fun bonus. Okay, you get you get a tip of the hat. Thank you. Metaphorical. I'm not actually uh, tip my hat. Wow. Okay. So that's how we're gonna play this. 
There you go. Real tip of the hat. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. 2013 to 2015 exclusive not first party single player focused shooter not Rizagun open world Xbox One series. No, no, uh, it's not a franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know what to ask at this point. Yeah, I'm stumped. That's tough, man. Yeah, I blame you for not helping him. We should play more Xbox. <laughs> About those early days of the Xbox, what was probably sitting on my shelf downstairs? Don't know. Can you ask something about the protagonist that would help, like the main character? Guess. Does the game star a female protagonist? No, it does not. You have one question left. Okay. Just trying to throw stuff out there because yeah, you you got to narrow stuff down. You try your best. The uh, protagonist actually just a puddle of water. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> Puddle of water. I think it's one more uh, question one, then he, he can guess. Yeah, he's got a question, then he can guess. He gets a final guess. Or he has two more guesses, whatever. Or more, two more full-on guesses if he wants to just go for two random games. But Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this game Sunset Overdrive? Hey, finally! He's here with us. <laughs> Josiah's here. Oh. oh, man, it just slapped me in the face. That, I was going to say, you you would have been kicking yourself if you didn't get that one. I love that game. You're asking all the right questions. Oh, what was relevant in the early days of My the Xbox One? My question helped. I, I couldn't. I was, I was trying to visualize, like, the store, right. the dashboard. I'm like, what was Sunset there? Overdrive. Like, early on, I'm thinking Forza, obviously. Titanfall. Um, uh, I'm thinking Rise. Do you remember that? It's out of Rome. Of course I do. Uh, I'm thinking Dead Rising 3. That was big. Yeah. Um, Watch Dogs was the next year. All of that. But then obviously. Right. Damn. Yeah. Got about Sunset Overdrive. Insomniac. Insomniac game. That was on purpose. (laughs) I was hoping you would ask about developing. No funny. You're the Insomniac master here. (laughs) What the hell? I knew it. I was oh hoping you would. I was hoping you would ask about developer. I never played Sunset Overdrive. It's fun. I, I played, love it. I played a bunch. Of, I didn't finish it, but I played a bunch of it. Is that? That's probably on Steam. I think that's it's, on. Uh, it's, on it's on Windows. I don't know if it ever made its way to Steam. Oh, I think. I think you had to okay. be one of the twelve people that you know had Windows Store. Oh, it is on. Yeah, so, it's on Steam. Is it? Yeah, I know it's on Windows. Yeah, it's it. I, that, that was the question. I'm like, wait a minute, because you asked, is it exclusive? I'm like. Did they ever bring that anywhere else? Like, did they bring it to freaking PlayStation eventually? I'm like, I don't think so. They did not. No, they did not. No, because Microsoft owns that. I could see at some point getting revisited, but all right. I don't know if they play that. I don't think they, I don't think that game's dead. I think, I think Insomniac owns the IP rights, but Microsoft owns the publishing rights. So that game will never be remade or like anything. Yeah. Insomniac's, you know, now they're first party. Sony, Sony. Yeah, well, is what it is. Still worth replaying. Uh, yeah, it was a good one, man. All right, all right, we got there. I I love that choice. Great choice. 
because it, it was so long ago now yeah. I played that game. My gosh. Well done. Well done. All right, folks. That was another really good episode of Busy Sticks. Oh, Tank, great job, by by the way, getting that. Yeah, he had it, like, I think, like, eight earlier. questions. Yeah. Tank had it, yeah. Crushed it. Got it pretty early. Did my so protagonist good. question help? No. But it, no, you say yes, Joe, even if it didn't. <laughs> you flatter. No, it didn't. There's a, a male protagonist in this, but, like, he's not... I couldn't tell you anything about him. Yeah, he had a mohawk. That's all I know. It, yep, it could. I can picture the cover of the game. That's about it. But um, all right, we'll wrap things up here. John, we just introduced a new fun show. We think it's fun, at least uh, on the Geekiverse, the one of a kind so far. Ah. Tell people about that as well as where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so we're doing the Geekiverse podcast. We talk a lot about geeky stuff. We talk about, about a lot of very specific topics here on our gaming show or our Star Wars shows. But we figured let's just sit down and talk about whatever. Let's talk about pumpkin pie. Let's talk about Halloween. Let's talk about anything we can talk about. Uh, so we have the Geekiverse podcast. Uh, that is uh, that is hopefully going to be a monthly show, and it's going to be in person. But we're still doing all this stuff remotely just because it's way more convenient. But we're uh, we're going to get together once a month and record the Geekiverse podcast. Uh, first episode was a blast. So you can find it now on YouTube, on podcast services. Give it a watch. Give it a listen. And uh, stay tuned for more. And Tim, you've been streaming a lot lately. Where can people find you? Uh, on my own Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Jim Tells. Also post a lot on TikTok on my own now. I'm going to start streaming a little bit on there. We'll see how that all kind of goes. And then pretty soon here, I'll be streaming God of War on the Geekiverse page. So um, typically stream in the mornings. I've been debating the idea of streaming twice in the morning, twice in the night. Now that my son goes to bed for school, kind of opens up the possibility for more night streams again, just because, you know, until I get my office, night times are a little more difficult. So, but yeah, all those places and, tw- and Twitter. Good stuff all around for the Geekiverse. We've got a lot of good shows going on. Obviously, you were here for Busy Sticks tonight. Uh, if you like Star Wars, particularly Andor, we've got just a few episodes left of that first season. We're doing a watch along series called Built on Hope, so you can check that out right on our channel. Uh, we are also, as John mentioned, doing a monthly episode of the Geekiverse podcast. In January, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us on a week-to-week basis. And then we've got a really big annual event. Uh, one month from today, Geeks Give Back. It's the third edition of this. It's our annual charity live stream. Proceeds go to Make-A-Wish Foundation, Western New York. And what a time it is. Last year, we raised $6,000 by sitting here talking about video games and playing video games and watching Derek eat some hot wings and shit his pants. It was <laughs> some good times there. Tow, tow, tow. And uh, we can't wait to do it again this year. More announcements to follow on that throughout the coming weeks, including what prizes, what guests, and what we're going to be doing for that stream. Again, that's December 3rd. We're going to be coming to you all day on Facebook Live as well as twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. So for John and for Tim, I'm Josiah. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful evening. We'll catch you next week.